and welcome to the Chitas Roundup for Wednesday. Hey Adar Tavshin Pei Aleph. We begin today with Hayem Yoim. Hayem Yoim number one for Hey Adar Aleph. It is without any doubt or a doubt of a doubt that every place where our feet walk is in order to purify and to cleanse the land upon which we are walking with words of Tyra and Tefillah, learning and davening. And us, the whole yid, every single yid, is a shliach of the Ebishter, emissary from the Ebishter. Every single person, the way divine providence would decree it, where it is that they end up, and we are not free from this holy work that has been placed on our shoulders, and that is, again, to purify every place where we go with words of Torah and Tefillah. Yom for Hey Adar Sheni is learning Nigla, learning Chassidus, and Davayibapayal, actual work and living according to these values, davening, learning, and being a chassid in every area. Each one requires, uh, each one is required. Not only is each one is, is each one required, but neither one of them can be pushed away or can push away the other one. Rather, the exact opposite is true. Each one helps, each one helps each other. Like we, we know, a person who is unlearned can't be a chassid. That you need limud Torah of nigla. You need to be well versed in nigla. On the other hand, we have a zeu chassid, hamis chassid and koinui. Who is a chassid? Who is a pious person? One who does chassid with Abishir. That means that you would need to know limud chassidus. And obviously, it goes without saying, what's the purpose of all of this learning if not to come to to actual action in bringing the Ebershire down here. That does it for Hayim Yoim of other base. Today's Tehillim is Kapitlach Tehillim Yoim Hey, Kapitlach Chavtes through Lamadalit, 28 through 34. In Chumash, we are, today's Shir would be Revi'i for Parshas Truma. We are continuing, again, Parshas Truma with the design and building of the Mishkan and its vessels. Today we learn about the walls of the actual Mishkan. The walls are made up of individual beams, crushing, fashioned of shittim wood, ten amas tall, and half an am, uh, and, and ten amas tall, and the ama and the half squared wide. Sorry, half an ama wide. The bottom ama is split and fashioned into two even peg-like protrusions. Peg-like protrusions. Each one of these. Each one of the Krashim is stood stood up by inserting these pegs into solid silver sockets. Adonim. It would be two sockets per beam. Two Adonim per, per Keresh. The two sides of the Mishkan, the north and the south wall, have 20 Krashim each, and hence 40 Adonim each. The back of the Mishkan, the western wall, has six Krashim with an additional two one on the north corner and one on the south corner that were protruding past the north and south wall and were only partially exposed to the inside of the Mishkan. This is in order so that the back wall could be exactly 10 amas long. Each keresh is an amma and a half wide. So the six in the middle would be a total of nine amas. Six crushes in the middle would be a total of nine amas plus half an amma from each of the corner crushes. This leaves an amma protrusion on either end and exactly Ten Amis facing the inside of the Mishkan. The Krushim and Adonim must be stood next to each other perfectly, aligned, flush and plumb, 
each one standing next to the other, touching gently. Keeping them in place. What's keeping them in place? Our poles, brichim, that run along the length of the walls through rings attached to each of the crushes. Each wall has a total of five brichim. Number one, what are the five brichim? We have the briach ha'elian and briach ha'tachten. The top and bottom poles two, it would actually be two on top and two on bottom, each running half the length of the wall, meaning in the middle, for a total of four, two on top, two on bottom. The fifth is the briach ha'tichin, the middle pole, which runs the length of the whole wall. We learn that all the walls actually have the same briach ha'tichin, and that it actually runs from one end of the Mishkan all the way to the other. The Krashim and the Brichim are covered in gold, and the gold uh, are covered in gold. They're made of, again of Shitamud, but they are covered in gold, and the rings themselves that they're put through are fashioned from gold. That does it for today's Shir Chumash, which is revealed for Parshas Truma. In Tanya, we are now beginning Perak Lamed Aleph. The Alter Rabbi just explained in the previous Prakim, different bitoshim and his of, of intense Musr for the Benini to focus on in order to take him down, and hence the Klippa, take him down, meaning really the Klippa, in order to shake him loose so that he can get back to his Avodah. Here the Alter Rebbe is writing in defense of this Avodah, since we know that Atzvos, depression, is the antithesis of Avodah HaChasidus. It's completely, it runs completely contrary to the whole idea of Hasidus, which is that you need to be serving Hashem B'Simcha, and being down and depressed will only hold you back. Why, so again, so why does the Alter Rebbe recommend this Avoidah of Moser, which would be, quote-unquote, at risk of leading to depression? He says not to worry if this is by Nusim, done the way that he outlined would um, lead to Atzvos. Why? Because generally, Atzvos is a form of Klippas Neuge. Because again, Kedusha and Avoida are exclusive to Simcha. This Atzvos, since it's coming from the right place, meaning Daigas Avoinus, worry from his Averis, and it's coming at the right time, during a time of Vidui, where he's supposed to be thinking of Daigas Avoinus, of his spiritual status, and not a time of Avoida, davening and learning, which again, must be B'Simcha. It is from Toiv Shebenoiga, the part of Klippas Noiga, which is designed to be uplifted. It is like fighting the Klippa with its own, with its own, uh, with its own strength, with, its, with itself. Similar to using a hatchet, which has a wooden handle, to chop down a forest. So every depression that he is describing over here is purposeful, and it's able to add in one's avoida like this. That again, it's breaking down, it's able to break down the klipa with its own. Because generally, depression just comes from klipas noiga. Over here, because it's exactly tailored the way it's supposed to be, coming at the right time and at the right place, it's toiv shebenoiga, and it's using the strength of klipa against itself. Daljab continues that the truth is, this isn't really even atzvos, depression, so much as it is bitterness, merirus, a much more motivating factor in order to get one's Yetzir Toiv angry at his Yetzir Hara for trying to keep him down and deeply connected to physical, material matters. Again, because he, it's, it's not a depressing thought, 
as much as it is, it's more of an anger, it's a mariris, it's a bitterness at his spiritual status. And it's getting his yetzer toy if angry at his yetzer for keeping him down. So through this, again, the altar is continuing, he's able to break the timtum, and the actual atzlus that is keeping him down, the actual klipa that's keeping him down. And through this, he can reach actual true avoida and simcha, setting all things back on track, setting his avoida back on track. That does it for today's Shirtanya and today's Chitas Roundup. Thanks for listening. L'chaim and Mashiach now.